And I know it's uh, January 5th, and according to Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think you only have to like January 3rd to wish people Happy New Year. If not, it's a little too late, but we haven't had a podcast since 2023, so Happy New Year to everybody. Happy 2024, and you know, hopefully for everybody out there, wishing you lots of health. This is your healthiest year, your most prosperous year. Make a lot of money, make a lot of friends, make a lot of connections, and that 2024 be a lot better than 2023, even if you had the most kick-ass year. Just 2024 is the year, man. Keep climbing that ladder. We're happy to be back. Uh, January 5th, we're happy to be back. Hope everybody had a good new year, and um, man, we're excited for a good year. Another good year of DD Miami podcast, another good year of Diamond Dreams Miami baseball. And like you said, another good year of business, another good year Absolutely. of teams and wins and losses and a little bit of everything. But, hey, excited to be back. Look, 2020. Very excited. 2024, uh, you know, already starting in the right direction. You know, after we finish here, I'm going to go do some showings. Business is picking up. Um, Let's go. Some, some changes coming up soon, which we'll let you know about. Um, you know, excited. Changes uh, for for my son at at DD, but you know for for the good. You know we're, we're we're excited for 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 the spring season, and you know and and every, every my son yesterday had a a very good you know one on one practice there with with Nugget from from DD. Very very good kid, man. You gotta love Nugget. You gotta love Coach Nugget. He does a great <laughs> job, and and he gets along with the kids well. Yep. You know, and he's motivated. He's excited. And uh, we're going to have work for him. So we're going to be excited to have him around the lot as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, get, get to work. And 2023, I didn't, I didn't mention it in, in the last podcast, but had a little bit of a, let's call it a little health scare there towards the end, right before Christmas. But I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, so, so happy that since then, you know, everything's checked out. It was just a little, little thing there that happened, you know. Um, it was scary at the beginning, but... All the doctors said, like, hey, you got nothing to worry about, bro. You're you're a healthy guy. Amando. You just got to, um, t- you know, take out the stress. Yeah. Maybe not have that much cafecito. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. And and just chill, man. You know, you know take a deep breath. You, you know, know, a couple things when I spoke to you, obviously very concerned, you know, for your health. That's number one. Number one. But after that, I told you, going Amandito, pero something happens to you. What's going to happen to this podcast? Because <laughs> you haven't even taught me how to use this 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 board. I don't even know I how know, to connect right? the microphone. I get here. Everything is set up. Like, like, oh, wait, we can't lose you, brother. Like, <laughs> like you're a big part of everything we're doing here. Like, we got to make sure that's clear. You know what I mean? But hey, happy you're healthy. Happy you're you're here. And, uh, and now, nah, bro. No, we no, need and, you, brother. And, we need and you, for bro. The, uh, and for the people out there, you know, I'm I'm always very transparent, right? <clears throat> what I was feeling, which you know, I, I, it, it was it's very common, which people, you know, the doctor told me about, and everybody, um, I was feeling some fluttering in my chest, and I'm like, for you know, a few days passed, and I still felt it. It almost felt like I had like a hiccup, but in my heart, and I'm like, wait, this <laughs> this may not be normal. <clears throat> so I did a little EKG on my Apple Watch. If you have an Apple Watch, it you Very know you good. can do it. Yep. 
and um, it said AFib, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, AFib. Yep. So I told Anna, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the ER and get this checked out. Um, turns out I was a bit dehydrated, which led to this, and it was not AFib. AFib, you know, the doctor told me, look, you're you're too healthy to have AFib, uh, so it's not AFib. But the the Apple Watch can't distinguish between regular heartbeat and AFib. So, you know, so it's, it goes from one to a, a billion, like in, without, <clears throat> excuse me, without talking about anything in between. So what I was having was called PBCs, which is, it's a, it's a heartbeat between your heartbeats, but the heartbeat's not coming from the right place. So the way the cardiologist at the hospital was explaining, and he's like, you, you know, you got your heart, you have like the, the blood pumping and the, your heartbeats are coming from here. Now, you get an electrical impulse from another place in the heart. <clears throat> so in between your real beats, boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 boom. You know, so it's in between those beats. And he said, in someone with heart disease, it's concerning. And someone like you that have no heart disease, it's not concerning. He goes, you were dehydrated. We gave you IV. Drink more water. Look, guilty as hell, man. I carry this big water thing that I have, and I'll I'll drink one. No, well, why do why do yeah. I have this? You know, yeah. you got to drink yeah. three, four. You know, no. especially me that I'm active. I'm yeah. always walking around. I'm always doing something. So that he goes stress of the holidays. You know, I talked to my primary doctor yesterday, and he goes, Armando, you would not believe how many people have called me in December. Doc, I thought I was having a heart attack. Doc, I had to go to the ER. <laughs> Doc, this, the stress of the holidays. Business is booming for him, huh? Oh, my December. God, yes. <laughs> he said December is a very good month. <clears throat> so so that's that's two. And and three, you know, yes, I, I, I love my little saying, like, there's always time for cafecito. But, you know, in December... You you know, hey, more yeah. more people like hey, let's yeah, you know, go, you go to drop off at St. Of Brendan. Hey, let's go to Sergio's. Coffee in the morning. Life. Of course. Coffee in the morning. Of course. Cafecito right after drop off. Yes, always. Cafecito in the afternoon. Of always. Cafecito later on, and it's Café de Americano aquí right next to me, Seven <laughs> Eleven. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's constant. So yeah. he goes, you know, it's it's about altering little things. And he goes, yeah. man, you you had this done, this done. We did this and this and this. He goes, you're good. Yeah. So I'm wearing a little monitor. 30 days, you know, so far so good. I haven't felt PVCs since. Tranquilo. Yeah. You know, I just got to like, cogerlo. I, I take things a little bit too. A lot of people see me and they're like, bro, but you always look chill. You always look, you know, like you have it in control. No, bro. Like, yeah, life is tough, I'm, bro. I'm a, like, I'm a worrier, bro. Yeah. I, I worry constantly about, about health, about different things, about things that you have no control over. You know, you have... You have all these things like, oh man, you know, am I gonna make this change at work? And you know, about these uh, these uh, clients that I have, about now, you know, with with Anderson's team, with Anderson's school, Anderson got got the flu, Anderson got this. You know, it's like constantly worrying. And sometimes, and I was telling this to to our our barber Edgar the other day. You know, Edgar Edgar's a a God fearing man. You know, he goes to church, you know, he's very involved and all. And I go, bro, sometimes like, I know it's easier said than done. And it's not the answer for everybody because I know that everybody's not a believer. But if you're a believer, sometimes you just got to, hey, God, here you go, man. Of like, course. You're, you're in control. Like, we have no control over what we do. 
I was know? talking to a client the other day, his wife, bro, like yeah. he, they're in their 50s. <clears throat> beautiful wife. Un pelo largo así, bro, like beautiful woman, bro, like carry mujer, like bro, like strong willed, like badass. And bro, from one day to the next, she got leukemia. And, you know, she's undergoing treatment. And the other day he told me, he goes, bro, she's doing good. But if I showed you a picture of her, you wouldn't recognize her. Yeah. And he showed me, and yeah, she looked different. But, oh, bro, like, she's healthy now. So, bro, there's some things that you just got to say, yeah, man. God, you're in yeah. control. Or if you don't yeah. if you don't believe in God, just, yeah. hey, this is the present. I, I can't mean, be worrying about the yeah. about the future. I mean, and also I think, I think, I think we worry about a lot of things that aren't worth worrying about. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like, you know, we could worry about the big things, you know, the decisions with our children <laughs> and our the decisions with our relationships and stuff like that. But like, man, we worry about so many nonsense things. Like it's so big, big it's time. so ridiculous. And there's a lot of pre planning that goes on here, living here. Like you have really have to pre plan your day or your days or what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it. Um, and I think that that's wild, bro. Like, I think that that, like, is that where we're at? Like, that's, that's kind of like, and, and what happens is that you kind of like aren't in the moment as much. You know what I mean? I, I remember having this conversation with somebody about a year ago and I thought 2023, I did a little bit of a better job and I feel that it's like a process to like get to that. But I worried in 2023 less, ha- half have things I did the year before. You know what I mean? Just like Bovedia stuff, things that didn't matter, things that just didn't, you know, dumb stuff. You know, let stuff go. You know, listen, uh, like, I probably broke the record this year with letting kids participate with the wrong shorts or the wrong shirt or whatever because they're there. We let them practice. You know, we're going to tighten it up a little now in spring like we always do, but, like, I'm pretty passive with those things, you know what I mean? Because they used to really, what I was getting at the other end, the workout wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? So, you know, worrying about the right things, being in the moment, those are big things, Amando. You know, don't have to say yes to everything. Don't have to say yes to everybody. It's okay to meet up for Cavacito and not have it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and Because I, your presence at your company is what, Right, that's what matters. Right, that's that's what matters. We're there for that, right? Wait, what do you mean? I eat them at you. Oh, no, bro, because boom, but you're here. Boom, boom. Those things mean something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? And, and, you know, and I was telling and somebody. the choices you put in your mouth, bro. I know yes, it's no, tough. Absolutely. I know the holidays. I know, I know, I know. But at the end of the day, the things that we put in our mouth are the choices that we make, bro. Nobody's forcing nothing into your mouth. And the solutions are there, Armando, in front of your face. Yep. All of our faces. The solutions are there. Look at Mav's dad, bro. Like, like how much yeah. more discipline do you want than, than that I know, guy? Man. You know, and the holidays doesn't matter. He stuck with it, stuck with it. And those are choices. Yeah, no, and, and look, a couple things to to that point. Um, I remember telling telling a doctor once, I go, <clears throat> excuse me, you give me the big things, the big things like that come at you. And I handle that pretty well. Because I I know how to work under pressure. I used to work in live television. I mean, how much more under pressure? You know, any little screw up, millions of people are watching it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you, I know how to work under pressure. I do good in big pressure situations. 
where I worry the most are the yes, like the everyday little things. The, you know, this thing, you know, yes, it's scary, but you go and get answers and then you you stop worrying, right? Um, but it's even things more minuscule than that that tend to keep me up at night. And at the end of the day, when I go back, I'm like, this is such a idea where I get worked up over something and I'm like, no, cause, uh. and, and it, you know, it takes a phone call. It takes a couple of things. Tranquilo. And he says, look, everything has a solution except death. Right. That's what, you know, the, the saying goes. And in Spanish, it, it, it sounds even like nicer. Right. And look, like to your point about changes and, and what you put in your mouth. So the last three blood tests I had before, the one before, and I, I love how this is becoming like this health health talk, but hey, health is important for, Absolutely. especially for the new year. Um, my cholesterol had come up a little high. And, you know, for, for people that have seen me, like <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not overweight. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm short. I'm, I, I look thin, you know, but hey, anybody could have high cholesterol, right? You know, depending on your genetics, what you eat and all that. So I remember after a blood test I had midway through the year, my doctor goes, bro, you're going to have to start making some changes because it's three in a row. He goes, I'm not worried because, you know, you're still, you're still young. You're, you know, you're all, all these other tests we've done have come back normal, but bro, you need to drop your cholesterol. My cholesterol was at 233, bad cholesterol, 165. 160 is the cutoff and bad cholesterol for meds. So I, I ended up going to a cardiologist, you know, just to hear his opinion or whatever. And he, the older guy, I'm not going to say his name, uh, but he tells me, he's like, listen, here's a prescription for this. He goes, unfortunately, cholesterol, because I told him, look, I've been eating better. I've lost 15 pounds watching this, watching that. Talk to my primary doctor. He goes, man, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, cholesterol is genetic based, so Take this pill. You know, you're going to be taking it. Oh, no, to what? No, you're probably going to be taking it forever because, no, but doc, I'm eating. And he goes, what you eat is probably not going to help you at all. So I'm like, okay. Wow. Call my primary doctor. My primary doctor goes, let's repeat your labs now in December. Keep doing what you're doing. Repeating my labs now in December. <laughs> Cholesterol no longer over 200. 198. Went down 35 points. My bad cholesterol went from 165, which is you need meds, to 135. Anything under 120 something, 100 is ideal, but anything under 129 is considered healthy. So that doctor was full of shit. No, you know, and it's uh, and it, and it sucks yeah. because you know some of these doctors you go to for. For, you know, I, I, I love my primary doctor, man. And I'll, you know, his name is Christopher La Fonseca. The guy's awesome. Young guy. He guides you the right way. He goes, Armando, hey, you don't need meds, bro. Just eat healthier. And I told him yesterday over the phone, I, you know, because he called me to check up. <clears throat> and I go, oh, man, like, this doctor told me this. You told me this. You were right. He was yeah. wrong. And he goes, man, you know, some doctors want to, you know, wanna just want to go to the, to the pill. And of course. I'll tell you what, though, we, we did get our gym memberships and, you know, I've been going about three days a week. And I know <laughs> I you, go. I you know, but I think that that that's also an avenue where where that Absolutely. can help, help you immensely. You know what I mean? 30 minutes a day, 25 minutes a day, you know, anything. Get you out there hitting fungos for an hour. Get that waist going. Yeah, you man. You know what I mean? Oh, but, but for stress, know. that's that's awesome. Yeah. 
You know, man, well, we're glad you're healthy, bro. We need you. I don't know how to work any of these things. <laughs> you're the voice. You're the leader. So, you know, we need you here, man. Before we get into the baseball, funny story, you know, you mentioning this. When, when I was at a, one of the TV stations I worked at, um, I used to produce um, a show. It was a pregame show. So it was live right before soccer games. And at one point, the, the main boss started with this whole thing that he wanted us to make a... A guide of, hey, this is how I do my show. <clears throat> this is the rundown. Segment one lasts X amount of minutes. This is how I break down my stories. Segment two, stories. Segment three, this is how it is. <clears throat> Show's done. And a lot of people accepted it and said, oh, good. You know, yeah, that's how we'll do it. And I was always a hard-headed one that I'm like, why? Why do we need to do this? And the boss would always send, like, these two girls that that uh, that were his assistants to, like, talk about this. And I go, hey, why do we need this? No, because imagine if one day we're invaded by aliens and they need to produce the show, they know how to do it. And I go, BS. This is one day, if Armando, you guys deem makes too much money, that you could get rid of me, bring a couple kids, making way, way less than what I'm making, but they have the guide that I made them to know how to do what I go. Listen, I do live television. Live television changes like this. Yep. There are no guides for live television. As much as I would want to do it like this and like this and like this, this changes, this changes, this changes. Oh, no, but, you know, the baker can no second. I go, are you comparing me to a baker? I'm producing live no, television, exactly. lady. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it, it, it was it was comical. You know, so so when you said about like working this, I mean, not not that this is the same thing. We're <laughs> we're partners, but um, you know, they were trying to make me do a guide. No, and, and I, uh, dude, uh, yo holy tanto that they scrapped the idea. They they left it for the shows no, that are like sports center type shows. But I go live television does not work like that. Doesn't work like no, that. no, 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 way, no, man. Absolutely. Can you imagine? It'd be so boring. It'd be so bad. Of course. I imagine you, know? you you keep your guide. This is the way. You know, and let's say it's not me producing. It's Chamak that comes work at, you know, this place. And I go, oh, yeah, this is how you do the show. Ah, coño. Um, so the warm-ups, the live warm-ups don't go till segment two. Because that's how it is in the guide. But segment one, coño, you're doing an Inter-Miami game. And Lionel Messi's on the pitch, talking to David Beckham. Kanye West is at the game too because he came to watch Messi. Mm -hmm. You know who's there too? Uh, Ron DeSantis is there. Donald Trump showed up. Live television. Boom, boom, go to Messi. Boom, go to Trump. Boom, boom. Go to uh, DeSantis. Go to Kanye West. Go to Messi. Go to, hey, da, 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 da. No, but you have your guide. So imagine somebody yeah, without nah, imagination nah, 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 following nah, that nah, guide. Nah, nah. Hey, no, no, I can't show any of that. Because segment one is supposed to be the story. After story, bro. Yeah. You had the story. It's a three-minute package that, that was pre-done. Pre but what's important is what's going on on the field. Mm -hmm. So, no. <laughs> no, you can't do that to live television. Absolutely not. Live television has got to be on the spot. On the spot, ready to go. Yep. You know? And, you, and you've seen it, bro, how we do this organically. Absolutely. But, Mike, you know, part, part, of, part of, you know, 2024 entering... Tranquilo, 
and you know with less stress and worrying about what's important dude i was relaxed and i, I wasn't there i was relaxed seeing your stories there in south carolina man at your sister's house time. it looked so amazing yeah. first of all the house was beautiful yeah. Second, that everything looks so serene, bro. So like nice. away from this locura that oh. we call everyday life, man. Yeah, man, it's so different there. You know, we're gonna have to do something up there with Diamond Dreams. You know what I mean? But um, my sister lives in Greenville. Uh, it's been there for about eighteen years, nineteen years, and uh, she has a beautiful home. And we've been going up there the last three, four years. Uh, you know, for the time between Christmas and New Year's to like the second. And, man, it's just a beautiful town, man. We went to, to see the Biltmore State. And nice. I went to the Asheville uh, Tourist Baseball Stadium. I had played about 20 games there in 2002 when I was in A-ball. Um, so it was nice to go there and kind of see it was kind of still the same. Uh, I got to take some pictures. Got to see some historic, you know, Jackie Robinson. Um, I mean, Shooter Joe Jackson. I mean, you know, history again. Every time I go there, I revisit it. Um, but I, I love going there. It's a nice part of the United States. A lot of tourists are going there. It's growing, and it's beautiful during the Christmas holidays. I bet. Yeah, yeah. It's real nice. So, But, hey, happy to be back. Had a great time with the family. Happy to be back. And, um, you know, while I'm gone, it's vacation, but, you know, we're still throwing out bands and throwing out rosters and registering kids and making teams and, and pretty much we're we're ready to go. I think after today everybody should be on their team and we'll be ready to go. But there's a there's a difference between <clears throat> the work you did during your vacation. Oh yeah. Over there, bro. You oh, yeah. I saw you posted a picture, you're like working on this, you look yeah. like so relaxed. Yeah, it was you different. <laughs> it, it, it was different. You know what I mean? I, I, I was telling them over there, listen, I'm gonna do twenty minutes a day. So I sit down and then knock stuff out for twenty minutes, you know, and I and it was just different, you know, different view, um, no rush. You know, yeah, you get back here and now I'm already like, okay, everybody's got to have their band by today, by tomorrow. The deadline start, practice starts. But, you know, uh, it's going to be busy spring, but I think we're in good shape. Very excited. I want you to, to explain to <clears throat> to people out there, and I remember we we spoke about it a bit with, uh, with Alex Degallo from MYBA. Um the whole thing, you know, like you, you as you know, as, as a as a coach for you know, and as the owner of Diamond Dreams, having to build teams, you know, people leave, you got to shuffle around, you got to build teams. A lot of new people come in. Alex with his schedules for MYBA, and you always hear people complaining about stuff. You know, like, oh, you know, Coach Mike, why this, why that? Yeah. Somebody told me once, like, oh no, because that schedule with. MYBA, and I go, do you know how, how many yeah. freaking games Alex Agallo and Juan Pascual have to yeah. worry about? Yeah, and get ready for this season because the is going to be cut in half or it's not even going to be available because of the turf they're putting. So right. So, so, dude, you know you know how many how many things that Alex Agallo has to worry about? And Juan, aside from Alex Agallo being a dad, you know, working as a firefighter, you know, and, and Coach Mike, you know, working on on these teams yep. dude it's 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 not easy and i'm sure you get a lot of a lot of calls with with a, a lot of people trying to put in their, <laughs> their yeah. input yeah. And, and it's not easy it's not uh, easy man no, you know yeah yeah i mean here here you know i kind of stay the course you know and i kind of draw hard lines you know what i mean but so you know after the season you know like i've i've always said there's two waves you know have the immediate wave of the players that are dying for the season to leave just to get out or for the month to finish that they paid for just to get out and then 
you know, you have a small influx of players during that time, which are the same people who left other teams, wanted to get out and came right away. And then, like I said, now you had the second wave. And, man, and we had the optional batting practice on Wednesday. We tried out 11 kids. You know what I'm saying? That's the second wave we're talking about, you know? And that's kind of like they even out the teams. And, and one of the things that I've learned throughout the years is to don't rush the roster process. And I, and I think, I, like, you've maybe seen that with me because, you know, you've, you were concerned with your roster and stuff like that. And I've told Joy, tranquilo. I've always told Joy, we're good. You know, everything's going to – we're good. Like, it, we're good. There's always – we're good. We ended up being great. Now you're on a, that great team, great roster, but the third team is full. We got a surplus that's going to flow into the instructional league. So, like, for us, like, it kind of just – it keeps going. We keep building. But, you know, don't rush my rosters. Everything happens organically. There's always going to be kids that want to play. And if you're missing a couple spots on one roster, there's always a kid that's going to want to play on, on, on a double roster that plays another league that's going to want to help out. Um, you know, so, you know, it works out. You know, it works out. Nice. No, and, and now, the, um, now the spring's coming up. And, you know, and for those that have not participated in, um, in these public leagues, you know, because uh, I was talking to a couple people that are going to have their kids playing at – at Palmer, a couple of kids that are going to yeah. be coming into yep. M- MYBA spring. I've never yep. been MYBA spring. You, you told me it's it's a lot more than than the fall. Yeah, it's a more competitive league. I, I think like if if I kind of compare the fall and spring, just like to high school, you have your fall ball, which is kind of like where you're making your team and you're doing all this stuff, and then you kind of have your Christmas break, and then boom, you're into your spring, which is kind of like where you're playing for all your championships and stuff like that. Like this is the long season, you know. what I'm saying this is the one that's going to go five months, five and a half months. You're going to get your spring breaks. You're going to get your tournament breaks. You know, you're going to have your rain outs. You're going you're gonna to have a little bit of everything in this one, but it's longer. So your schedule is going to be a little more spread out. Um, and then you get your daylight savings back now at the end of February. So it's a different league, different views. Um, Traffic is a little easier because you have more sun. Um, but I really like the spring. It's my favorite one. Winning the fall is cool. It's, it's nice. But like, for example, the seven you went out there and won that last tournament of the year. You know, that's nice. They won the last tournament of 2023. That's awesome. Last tournament of the fall. But you really want to win the tournaments exiting your division. You know, like winning the, winning the tournaments, winning the fall is cool. Winning the spring is real cool because you're you're like saying, okay, I just won. See ya, boom, next stage division. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of like where you want to win. The spring is kind of like where it's at because you can always, hey, I, we, we didn't win at the beginning, but hey, at the end we won. So spring is very important, you know. It's right before your age jump for the next level. Everybody's kind of like toughest, the best, you know. And now is when you're showcasing March, April, May, how good you are in your division. No, and that's, dude, that's nice. Like, you know, imagine winning 6U, 7U, and then you're going to the next division yeah, as, as champ. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tremendo motivating factor. Yes. You know, you go in, you played like the, the longer season, you beat the, the best teams. And now you're going in with, look, you always got to go in humble, but, but you go in confident and com- confidence, confidence is everything. Absolutely. You know, you, Absolutely. you go in, it's like, look, yesterday, for instance, uh, and Anderson, you know, I've, I've seen him develop, you know, he be- better, better at hitting <clears throat> and everything. I thought his throwing needed some help. 
<clears throat> catching a little bit more. Um, he has a new glove, so I need to break it in. I just tied it yesterday, you know, because. Uh, but I took him to Nugget yesterday because I go, Nugget, look, spend an hour catching, throwing, catching, throwing. And he was working on his motion. And it got to the point that all of a sudden, Anderson makes a throw the correct way, not how he was throwing, the correct way. And Nugget goes, dude, I, I'm surprised. He goes, he has a really good arm. So Anderson heard that. And then later on, he goes, Papa, I have a really good arm. You know, and, and, and now all his throws were a lot better. And, and, you know, what I was telling him, it's like a lot of people are like, hey, Armando, but you need to put in, put in work with, with your son, too. And I, and I, and I do. And, you know, because my dad used to take me to the park and all that. But I always tell people, look, there's a difference. Not every kid's the same. And, and my wife, Anna, will always tell me, she's like, look, he's not you. Things have to be approached a different way. Anderson gathers more when he hears something from Coach Mike, Coach Nugget, Coach Joshua, a, you know, Eric San Pedro, if he's doing hitting, than when it comes from, from me. Because me, at that age, every single day of, of, of my life, I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to go outside. My dad would get home from, from work, and I was like, Papi, I'm up back here. Papi, I'm up fuera. My dad would be sitting there. We'd be watching MLB, and all of a sudden, I'd stand up. My dad would sit on a lazy boy there, and I and I throw him a glove. Papi, mira, I got a glove, and I would his so so his his lazy boy. If you would go to our living room, he had like a den. So it was living room door den, and my dad would be sitting there watching baseball. And in between innings of the Yankee game, I go through the door to the living room and I start tossing right through the door, tack, hitting him. He throw back. Uh, oh, commercial's over. Watch the game. That was me. I, I, I really can't get Anderson to sit down and watch baseball with me. You know, so this year I'm going to like get season tickets to FIU. Papi, you know, hey, practice is over at Twin Kings. Let's pop over let's watch a couple of innings you know let's get him more engaged but he listens when coaches tell him and yesterday you know i could tell him papa you gotta throw like this you gotta throw like this you gotta throw like this do it a couple times back to the old yesterday nugget told him and he was throwing perfect you know but that 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 positive reinforcement that he told him he goes anderson you have a really good arm perfect all of a sudden anderson's like wait I have a good arm. So when he was throwing, he was looking to see, like, okay, now I got L shape. Perfect. Throw the ball. He was moving, catching. You know, so so I saw, yeah, he's starting to get more comfortable, you know, getting his hand in front of the ball. The other day I threw it to him, popped him right in the face, and I go, hey, I didn't throw it that hard. Vamos. I'm going to say, no, hey, perfect. you're good. You know, and it's um, and it's this thing, once, you know, when when you when you win when you when you do good when you go through the motions all of a sudden you know and it becomes and, more fun and i know you've told me it becomes more fun and i know you told me eric san pedro told me you know guys that have been in baseball a long time they go armando look from one day to the next you might see anderson oh you know he's throwing like this he's not really yep. catching the ball and yep. one day it clicks and yep. all of a sudden you're like what the hell just happened yeah all of a sudden, he's catching consistently. He's yeah. throwing consistently. He's hitting consistently. And Amando, at some point, you have to remember 
Every kid is going to catch. Every kid is going to throw. Every kid is going to get in that box and, and give you a quality at bat the older that they get. You know, um, once you get into the kid pitch thing, things change because those kids that didn't throw that well, well, now from the mound, they're not that bad. You know what I mean? That kid who 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 wasn't that good of a hitter, going but that kid drops bunts, man. That kid can hit behind the runner. That kid's consistent. That kid's gonna throw strikes. Like a lot of things change. You know what I mean? These beginning steps, you know, learning to catch the ball, I can imagine is tough. You know, for some of these kids. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I know you told me the story. It's a lot. Like, he's in that transition. Like, I told you, bro, it's going to take. I told you. I've always told you. Armando, March, April. I've always told you that. When he got into 6 year when do you think? Armando, March, April. Late February, March, April. That's when you're going to start really seeing the fruits of everything you did from the moment you put him in 6 go with the strikeouts, go with catching the ball in the air. March, April, you're going to sit back. And you're going to have to let him play the last two months in the division by himself. And that's going to say that's that's where he's at in the 6 division. But you're going to see the March-April, man. That he's going to be here, man. Boom. You'll see. You'll see March-April. And I remember you, you know, telling me the March, story with, uh, with Justin you Caminas know? and his dad, yes. Robert, Mr. C. Yes. Told the story, too, that, you know, that his arm at first wasn't Justin the strongest. And, Justin and all of a sudden, used to play second base. Justin couldn't reach... Anything past that lob throw from second base, he couldn't. And his dad was worried, like, man, like, what, what do you think? And I was just like, just keep throwing. Just keep throwing the ball. But the kid now has got a fucking cannon. He's the best 11U catcher I've seen in the community. You know what I mean? Real deal type kid. I didn't. And he's I throwing just, off the mound, too. You know no? what my advice was? It was gas. You know what my advice was? Like, I feel bad sometimes when he's pitching because they hit him really hard. Because he's throwing so hard. And, he, and he's just throws gas. He's out there. He's a catcher. He's out there to throw gas, flame throw it. Here you go, hit it. And, <laughs> but he throws really hard. He's very talented. Nice. Um, but he had no arm. Nothing. Like, And I'm not afraid. Like, nothing. His dad will tell you, you know, the kid, like, literally, like, he would get the ground ball, awesome at second base, and he had this motion where he would try, and the ball would just, like, balloon out of his hand. Bad. Like, we couldn't figure it out. And then it just started, boom, 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 and here we are. Shotgun awesome now, killer arm. You awesome. know, so just gotta have patience. You yeah, know? no, no, I'm I'm really excited, man, to see the the transition, to see how you know how these kids do, and and you know a lot of a lot of talent out there, man. So re really excited for the spring season, and Mike, you know, transitioning over to MLB, um, and yesterday somebody was, was I forgot which writer, oh, uh, Cra uh, Craig Mish from he covers the Marlins, he was saying he's like, look, we have a former, former MVP who's out there, a Cy Young winner, the, the Cy Young winner from this past year in the NL out there. He's like, I don't get it. How all these guys haven't been signed. You know, those two, J.D. Martinez, who had an awesome year. So, you know, I think everybody was just waiting for Otani, was waiting for Yamamoto. The holidays hit, and now things are going to start moving. But, uh... Blake, Blake's now look the, the Yankees up to yesterday were one of four teams that hadn't signed one uh one free agent they just signed Poteet who used to pitch with the Marlins uh, the reliever and uh 
they just also claimed Bubba Bubba Thompson, the the speedster, but they're looking at Blake Snell, and it looks like the um, like the the interest is mutual, and it looks like he wants to play in New York, and you know, Cy Young, Cy Young, you have Gary Cole already. They said that they they had them talk, and apparently Gary Cole, according to sources, right, uh, is good with Blake Snell coming over. Uh, but, but, dude, that could be such an ideal situation because now you go from, you know, a team that had Gary Cole, then you had unhealthy Carlos Rodon, who hopefully he comes back very healthy, and then you had Nestor having an off year and, you know, so on and so on. All of a sudden you have Cole, Snell, Cy Young winners, plus Rodon coming back hopefully healthy, nice. Nestor, and then you have, you know, Clark Schmidt or whoever you want to put it in that fifth spot. Dude, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're not talking about the Yankees missing the playoffs again. Is Snell gonna up his pitch count late in the season? Playoffs. Yeah, that's hopefully that's up to you know what I mean. That's up to Boone. Hopefully they um, they leave him. You know, and I, and, I'm, and a lot of people have, have talked about his his walks. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. About I'm not that. concerned, man. Look, he's young. Have you have you seen? They put a stat line. His last twenty starts or something. His you guys a bulldog, his brother. Earned runs a lion. were stupid. Yeah, the guys a lion. Yeah. Um, I think that if the Yankees get Garrett Cole, I mean they have Garrett Cole, obviously Cole, and then um, Snell, you know Snell, and number two. I think that that's a positive, positive move because they need an arm regardless. Like I knew that signing Soto. And, you know, bringing Verdugo from the Red Sox. I thought those were very, very quality moves. But at the end of the day, right now, Verdugo, okay, fine. Um, but the Soto, to me right now, is still just a move. Didn't sign him. He's not signed. He's got one year. Yep. You know what I mean? So when that thing came out the other day that said, and when I told that you said, oh, the Yankees haven't spent a dollar, people are confused. Because when I mentioned that to a couple of people, they're like, oh, but they signed Soto. I'm like, no, nope. they didn't. Like, they need <laughs> to sign him now. Like, so I just see it as a move. You know what I'm saying? So believe it or not, in my brain, I'm looking at Soto right now for what exactly what he is. It's kind of like a player who doesn't participate with me in December. It's not on the roster. He's not there. It's just a move for me. Okay, great. We got him for one year. That's where, that's where that's the reality of the situation, right, Armando? He's one-year yep. guy, right? We got a one-year one rental, one-year rental, right? Um, so this is a great signing. This is going to push them where they need because with Soto and all that, at the end of the day, they need the arm. The gang of Palo here in the big leagues, any team can put up nine, ten runs. If you're not sure, look at Arizona, what they were able to do. You know, they had a game that scored 11 runs. It was like, you know, and the playoffs was crazy. Like, So I just don't. You know, I think that's a right signing. I think it's a signing in the right direction. Um, but they need an arm, and this will be the guy, man. Two back-to-back Cy Youngs. It's crazy that Garrico's got to talk to him to make sure it's cool that somebody comes. Those things are wild to me that these players have that type of power nowadays. But look, would the, would, 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 would be a, the old man Steinbrenner would oh, have, hell, would have called Garrett Cole and said, listen, no. um, I want to make sure that it's okay with you that I'm going to sign the Cy Young winner, the other Cy Young winner, as the owner, because I want to have two Cy Young horses, but I want to make sure it's okay with you. Can you please call him and, and communicate this with him? Is that where the Yankees are at? Steinbrenner would have done whatever Steinbrenner <clears throat> wanted Armando. to do. I get it. Oh, he's. The, I get it. The contract. He's got to be the highest paid. And 
Like, is that where we're at? That Bijo Steinbrenner would have done that? No, he <laughs> would have not. He would have signed them. And if Garrett Cole would have liked it, you know what he would have told Garrett Cole? Oh, I'm going to trade you then. We'll get rid yep. of you. F you. I'm going to get rid of you. And that's it. Like, that's, that's how it's changed. It's changed a lot. It's changed there. You know, but hey, you know. And this is what it is. Yeah, and, and 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 let's see what happens there with the Yankees. They were also looking at Josh Hader, the uh, the 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 closer. Uh, you know, looking at other players, the, the Marlins haven't done anything either. Um, you got to think they're gonna, they're going to start making some some signings. I saw a a um, a, a rumor. You know, it's just a rumor, right? You know, people throwing names around. Apparently, the Red Sox are really interested in, in Luzardo. And the, the Red Sox have some good prospects there at, at shortstop. Um, there's one guy, I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but Sedan Rafaela. Um, really highly rated prospect. Could probably play short for, for the Marlins right away. I could see a trade like that happening. I could see some, some smaller moves. You know, I, I was looking at some of the free agents at that are that are left and i'm like man that guy has marlins written all over him so you know i I don't expect the marlins to do anything that you consider huge uh but you're gonna i i I think now and look it's not just them it's everybody like the moves have stopped they they all of a sudden stopped which you know john Heyman did here's an all-star roster of people that are are still left you know, it's. Uh, I think the the shoes are gonna. You know, the the shoes gonna start dropping on the other foot really, really soon. Uh, who knows if by the time we we post this, two or three signings have happened yeah. in the next hour. You know, because that's just the way it happens. Has has the pricing gotten too high for some teams? Because you know what I don't like to look at. I don't like to look at that every time I see a post of. Teams interested, it's always only three, four, or five teams. Right. It's 30 teams in the freaking league. Why isn't every team in on all the players? Like, they why aren't we, like, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't know where they're at with the CBA and stuff like that. But you know what I want to see, Armando? I want to see the books. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I want to see the fucking books. That's why I want to see the Marlins books. I want to see what they're making and what they're spending because in my opinion, teams should be spending a percentage of what they are making. You need to have a no, floor. No, no, no negotiation. So like you have to spend between this much and this Absolutely. much on your salary. And if you want to go over there's 100% luxury tax. You want to go over 25 million, you can go over 100 million. But guess what? It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you 100 million. And you know what we're going to do with the 100 million? We're going to divide it by the bottom contending teams. The re- revenue sharing. But you have to spend. There has to be. Dude, everybody yes. talks about the, the, the ceiling. There has to be a floor. There has to be a floor. Because then you're going to go out and say. No. You can't hey, do Nothing. Hey, Mr. Mr. Quintana. No, you can't Hi, do this nothing. is the, the Miami Marlins. You can't do nothing. We want you to renew. Oh, yeah, no. but what, what product are you putting out you there, Papa? You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. No, there was an increase. You can't do nothing. <laughs> Imagine the Pirates. The Pirates. The 
all these small market teams can't do nothing. You know, and and you were talking about the the spending too. I send you the article and I go, Mike, this is to me embarrassing. F look, a few years ago, Frankie Montes was an awesome pitcher. Got traded to the Yankees. First time, uh, you know, injured. That's it. Came back and Trapalo injured again. How do you? How does that guy sign a two-year deal for 16 mil a year? How? It's giving like, away like money. To, to me, to me, at, at that point, look, and nothing against him. He might come back and he might go back to an all-star form. But for right now, this is a guy that you go one year, five milli, if that. And then you tell him, you pitch 20 games, we'll give you another five. You pitch X amount of innings, we'll give you this. You make the all-star team incentives, incentives, but you can't just say, Coño, his agent's a badass to negotiate that contract because for a guy who's missed the last two seasons pretty Probably. much, and when he's been on, has gotten his butt kicked, two years, 60 million a year. I was, gonna, I was just going to mention that about the agents. These agents are making a killing, 5%. That's 50,000 for every million. These agents are making an absolute killing. You know, I was I did that for ten years. You know, with the company I worked for before, with Sports Meter, David Meter. Those guys are doing absolutely fantastic now. You know, I was there. We assigned Castellanos. We assigned Kimbrough. We assigned Lindor. We assigned Nick Franklin. You know, and you know, I left the business obviously to start Diamond Dreams. You know, it was where my passion was. Um, but the players they're getting, they're they're absolutely killing it. They're, they're killing it. I'm so proud of them. They're doing so good. You know what I'm saying? These agents are making a ton of money. I, something's going to change there too, though. Something's going to change there too. Let's see, man. Let me let me let me tell you a quick little story. When I was in when I was in the, in the Philadelphia, I had gotten rule five. I had gotten a couple invites at spring training uh, to play with the big league team, and I had gone up there. And you, know, you got to be on the bus. You got to get your uniform. Boom, boom, boom. So, fortunately, I happened to be in a away game to go play in Fort Myers against the Twins. Super close. I had my dad drove over, whatever. And, you know, I'm sitting there on the bus. And, you know, Pat Burrell's on there. Chase Utley's on there. Yeah. You know, super <laughs> awesome. But mind you, Chase Utley's on there. Coming, this was 2004, spring training of 2004. Okay. He's coming on there, just coming off like AAA, getting called up to the big leagues. You know what I'm saying? Or just had a, you know, guy was a badass. Um, as okay, so side story: as the bus is leaving, he comes. You know, he was he partied. You know, Chase Utley liked to party, especially in his younger days. Bro, the guy came on, boom, boom. Like I went like four for four that day. The guys just could flat out <laughs> hit, you know what I mean? But Pat Burrow's on back there getting everybody's attention, you know, saying because he had just gotten his fifty million dollar deal, but he did it himself. He fired his agent. He hired a contract attorney. It costed him seventeen thousand dollars to review a fifty million dollar deal. He's like, "Why do I need a shoe deal?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna get my shoes for free anyways." He's like, why do I need, like, he, he just basically do it himself. And he was always saying how the future of this industry, okay, was that kind of every player will hire 
somebody straight out of Harvard or Yale, <laughs> give them a salary, and they're going to do everything for them. Yep. Dinner reservations to your real estate to and period. You know what I'm saying? With no limitations. And I think that something like that, some type of like player concierge or full-time player rep is the future. Like one player, one worker. Yep. You know? They're paying these agents, you know, let's say, for example, on a $30 million deal, $1.5 million. Amando, do you know how many employees I can have at my beck and call for $1.5 million? Oh, absolutely. Think about that. And I think that that's the future of, of, of the agent industry. My opinion, my opinion, but if I was a major leaguer right now making 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 million dollars, I would love to have somebody working for me full time. A concierge, bro. Use your phone, you work for me, you're in the community, you're in the house, you're at the games, you're. Yep. And Absolutely. you got a great salary, you get your, but you're just with me. That's it. Even if I want to go eat at Ruth Chris, bro, only make me a reservation at 730. Boom. Ah, it's your job to get the reservation done, period. Boy, the car needs oil change today. Boom, boom, ba, ba, ba. Full time. You won't do that for 250 Gs? You won't hang out with Acuna all day <laughs> as a young kid that just graduated from college? Yep. For 250 Gs? That'd be nice. But think about it, Armando. You need someone to give you free shoes at that point? No. Need somebody to give you your bats? No, like, no? dude. Let's get on I the mean, private it, plane and fly to Louisville and let's make our own bats, bro. Let's buy you, you 150 gotta, of them. You got to you gotta weigh your, your options. Just and, saying. Like, and that thing's going to come <sighs> anyway. Crazy, like, man. Like, how's that agent going to make all that money on this guy's deal? The guy hasn't pitched in a bunch of years. It's a lot, a lot of money. It's just a, a lot, lot, of, a lot money. of money. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't make their money. No, this is capitalism. You make as much money as you can for as long as you can. The player, the agent, the baseball academy, the financial guy, the lawyer, the real estate guy. Yes. But let me tell you. Fra Absolutely. Frank, Frankie, Montes is, uh, Frankie Montes' agent deserves <laughs> every penny for getting him that deal. Because I, I, I don't, but I saw that and Listen, I was like and I perplexed. Make, I want to make something clear, bro. I had a great agent. Juani is awesome, bro. They can say, go leave on Hernandez, you know. Those are his guys. Um, I want to get him on the show. I reached out to him. But I just I just see the future of that industry being different because, Armando, what are we negotiating here with these agents and these teams? They're gonna you're gonna have a range, bro. Oh, you're a second year arbitration guy, you hit 30 home runs. This is your range. Oh, you're uh so Let's you know see, what I mean? Man. Yeah, no. It's uh look, it's it's changing and and I feel I feel that, you know, and and I and I've seen it I'm through. I want to make it clear, baseball agents are not real estate agents. Right. You plumbing leaks. That's of that, course. That, and that, I'm talking about ba the baseball sports stuff like that, especially baseball. Like But you but you see it with, you know, like people like like Jason Oricchio, who's a financial advisor. Right. A lot of people are opting to go that route. Because you know, let's say what Jason does and what an agent does is is, is different. Of like, this you get two for get, one. This guy's giving him like two for one, like advice on how to one. not blow your money. Two for one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I think that 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 you can even efficientize that even more for these salaries yep. that that these agents are pulling in. You know, listen, baseball's five percent. I don't know what it is in these other sports, but going bro, Jesus Christ.
No, and 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 somebody to tell you what moves to make with with your money. Because I, I remember I remember um you know and I'll say the story and then I'll, I'll I'll wrap up really quick with something I want to say about the Dolphins. But th- there was a there was a a boxer. There was a boxer that um that his name was uh, Jan Bartelemi, uh, and Jan Bartelemi came here with Yuriorkis Gamboa, two very different guys, right? Gamboa won a championship, did a lot, made a lot of money, driving around town in his Bentley. Uh, Jan Bartelemi had a decent little career, didn't make it that far, but I remember they each got uh, a million dollar bonus or two fifty to sign off the top. Uh, I asked Gamboa, like, oh, you know, what do you do with your money? No, it's Bentley, no sé qué. <sighs> okay, great. Bartelemi, ¿qué hiciste con el dinero? What do you do with your money, Bartelemi? He goes, no, compré three townhouses. I go, shook his hand. Like, I bought three townhouses. Shook his hand. No, uno para mí y los otros dos los rento. One for me, the other two I rent. Good. Shook his hand. I go, hey, felicidades. This was like 20 years ago already. I don't know how they're doing, right? I mean, I kind of do with Gamboa. Gamboa, not not good from what I've heard. But Delamie, hopefully, hopefully he's doing well. Hopefully, not hopefully, those those townhouses quadrupled in price. Probably. <laughs> um, so hopefully he has them rented. Maybe he sold one, made some money, bought something else. You know, um, that's where somebody, you know, whoever advised them did a great job. Or maybe he just advised himself, but that's why a lot of these athletes need people like, yep. like Jason yeah, or Ricky, you know, around them. To, to tell you like how to spend your money. Don't blow it on this. Don't blow it on that. You know, uh, or blow it on this, but this much. Exactly. This you is what, what this is what yeah, you get your for life, but this whole is what you get. Exactly. You're young. You have to party yeah. and all that, but but yeah. Um, but think about it though. Think about it, bro. You know, one of the and and again, again the. The NFL salaries are not the baseball salaries. You have guys in the NFL, handful, that are making ridiculous amounts of money, but the majority of them are not. And a lot of times they're not guaranteed. Yeah, not guaranteed. Yeah. But baseball, bro, like, like these guys are making, you know, like, so that agent's going to make 1.5 mil? It's a lot of money. (laughs) On doing what? A lot of money. I'm just saying, you know, it's just I don't know. So, so before, and I'm, all, and I'm all for it, but I just think it should be more of a service. Yeah. No, they got yeah. pl- players got to think twice. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of money. But before we go, a couple of things I wanted to talk about qu- very quick because uh, we got to wrap up about the the Dolphins. Listen, you know they're going into the um, <clears throat> the last uh, game of the uh, of the season against the Bills. They win. They win the AFC East. <clears throat> they lose during the playoffs. Got to play a road game. You know, a lot of people, you know, Dolphin fans are very pessimistic because it hasn't gone well for so many years. But, dude, you have 11 wins, chance to win the AFC East. Look at their injury report. I've never seen a team have this many injuries to key players. You haven't had Tyreek and Waddle in the same game in weeks. You haven't had... Xavier Howard and Ramsey playing together for the majority of the year. Your two rushers, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb out for the season with with injuries. Javon Holland missed a bunch of time. The offensive line, you get maybe one or two starters together at a time because there's injuries. 
your center who was going to be a pro bowler out for the season, your running back who just set the record for most touchdowns, missed the last game, may miss this week as well. Do that to any any team, any team, pick a team. And look, you know, people are hard on the Dolphins because I, I tell, I tell my, my fellow Dolphin fans, we have a very, like, minuscule view of what the NFL is, right? Because we're just focused on our team and we're not looking to the sides. Kansas City's had an off year with Patrick Mahomes, who everybody was saying may be the greatest of all time. The, the 49ers, you know, were, were kicking ass, got, got destroyed by the Ravens. As did we, right? Uh, Cowboys, super inconsistent. The Eagles, all of a sudden, you know, looked our world. Haven't looked our world the last couple of weeks. The Jaguars were Super Bowl contenders until they weren't. So everybody's just hard on the Dolphins because this is what we see. The national media knows how to hit the Dolphin fans because it's called trolling people. You know, Stephen A. Smith has been talking trash because he knows... People are going to go, oh, you know, you're a son of a bitch. I can't believe he said this because it's fun for him. And people, and, and he knows that you, people are going to get a, a kick out of that. Colin Cowherd, the same. Look, their opinions suck. I don't really think that they believe that. But guys, the Dolphins have had an amazing season. We went from nine games last year to possibly 11 this year with a better playoff spot. McDaniel's done a hell of a job. Does he make mistakes? Yes. So does every other coach in the league, guys. Oh, but John Harbaugh and the Ravens. John Harbaugh's been doing this for 20 freaking years. He's won Super Bowls. And they have, as Vic Fangio said this week on Hard Knocks, he goes, I've never seen another guy like Lamar Jackson other than Michael Vick years ago. This is a guy who we need to worry about his arm. And when he tucks the ball... He's a running back, and he's probably the best running back in the league. Yeah, you know. So, guys, I, perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Those Ravens are on another level. That good, play man. that he did, that he turned like he was going to throw a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turned his body and threw a righty. Like, that. those are things that, like, just the guy's another level. That's no, why he wanted $250 million guaranteed. That's why he wanted it. Yep. <laughs> That's what he wanted. So, Dolphin fans, listen, we're playing for the oh, AFC man. East title this Sunday. Could Let's we win it? it? Yeah, I, I think so. Buffalo I think always we plays can. us tough. We can, we can win, but Buffalo always plays Look, us tough. You Super know? Bowl. I mean, yeah. uh, Buffalo is supposed to be the Super Bowl contender yep. in the AFC. Yep. And they've been inconsistent. Yep. So, guys, perspective, guys. Yep. Come on. Yep. Come on. We've had a good year. Perspective. We've had a great year. And let's keep it rolling, you know? Um,. Talking about having a great year, Armando, it looks like our spring's going to be looking to be strong. Nice. You know, looking like our instructional league's going to have about six teams in it. Looks like it's going to be a hybrid coach pitch league, you know, 5U, 4U, super nice. Uh, Miami Youth, we're going to have a T-ball team there. We're going to have the three, uh, two 6Us at Miami Youth. We're going to have a 6U at Palmer. We're going to have the two 7Us at Miami Youth. We'll have a 7U at Palmer. We'll have a 9-8 modified at Miami Youth. We'll have a 10U beginner at Palmer. We'll have the 11U major at Miami Youth. Wow. Looking forward to a good spring. One of those teams got to win, right? Got to get one at least then, right? We got to get at least one championship in there, right? We're hoping, Let's right? Let's win them all. Let's win them all. Let's <laughs> go for it. Let's know? win them all. But Looking forward to a great spring podcast. We're back at it. 2024. Excited to be back. Healthy, right? Healthy. You're yep. feeling better. Everybody's feeling, feeling better. Good. And we're working on a roster of, and, of guests for you guys. And today was 65, right? 65. 65. It's big time. 
Yep. Happy to start the year. Hey, we're going to get to 100 this year. We're going to have a party. Yes. We're going to have a party. That's what we're going to do. We will. We're going to we're going to set something up. We'll have a party. Our we're going to invite but, all our guests. But from here to 100, we're we're working on a on a on a solid roster of of guests that yep. we're going to that we're going to have some some exciting names coming up. And and Mike, you know, one bef- and again, I I have to say before we go uh because we're going to work on one which is going to be a little mini FIU reunion because yep. You went to your sisters and and you started posting those those articles, man. And and dude, I remember for those that didn't see Mike play, Mike had a hell of a swing, man. Probably the nicest swing on that FIU team. And that FIU team was was stacked. stacked. We're stacked. We we're talking about you know Louis Fernandez, yep. uh, Brad Eldred, some some big bats. Yeah, Mike had a really nice swing, and and yep. and you won. You know you Louisville Slugger Player of the Week, like that's national, man. You guys were ranked. In the top 25, yeah. you know, dude, you, yeah. you guys were, were good. Yeah, that you was know, a good team. You know, it was very interesting. She's like, she's like, Mary's like, hey, you know, I have a box of articles. So I'm like, bring that shit out like right away. And, you know, I appreciate it now 20 years later more than ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I learn a lot about myself when I read through those things. You know what I mean? And there were some moments where, damn, I was pretty hot. I was pretty good. Like, like Louisville Slugger National Player of the Week. There was only one, right? Yep. There was only, only one player, one. no? <laughs> it happened to be you. It happened to be me, you know? Um, but, man, I, you know, those those eight home runs in 10 games, you know, 22 RBIs, those are big Those are big numbers. I had a lot of game winners. You know, those are big, big moments that, you know, maybe in that moment for me it was kind of like, this is what what we do, like in ball player. But when you're looking back at it now, like when you man, I had some big, you know, over there at UC Santa Barbara going deep in the first inning at the super region at the regional. Like those are those are moments, you know, that that I'm able to 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 bring back through these memories of family members. Which no, is we're great. we're gonna have a we're gonna have an episode. We're gonna, we'll have a little a little round table there with a couple we of your to. of your teammates man cuz that that's going to be fun and I was I, I was on the other end calling those games so Can't that wait. was a, a lot of fun for for a couple of years so mike this has been episode 65 uh by next episode hopefully you know we have a guest yep. uh we're going to have um some more baseball news and and a lot more in the uh DD literally world we're excited see you next week <laughs>